0: lightspeed hello and welcome to the lightspeed magazine story podcast i'm your host jim freund on this episode listen to six months after all life on titan has died written by jb park narrated by stephen rutnicki and directed by alison bell buz but first A word from our sponsors. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. It's time to buckle up. We're going to Lightspeed.
1: Six months after all life on Titan died by J.B. Park. Six Months After All Life on Titan Died by J.B. Park. I need a binge-worthy banger about the incident on Titan. Uh, let's start with that one picture from Titan that leaked, the one of the weird fishes in those underwater ruins dying. Let's get going with a second-person narration of you looking at it, thinking about how extinction just happened, and your hands are trembling, and history... Uh, your memories of all the tragedies and scandals past informs you that everyone will forget about it in a few weeks. Insert some beefy workplace drama in the background that maybe we use later as the motivation for some of the hits. Uh, someone hates our protagonist. They hate, perhaps, that she was born poor. Flashback, she helped develop the AI as a manager of the Cradle Project. Tension. A bit of horror. Then, bam, back to reality. She realizes with horror growing in her heart, tension is up. Frame the scene with the screens going haywire behind her, ticking down a bunch of science stuff as she's all alone in her own head. And all she can see is the close-up of the fish alien thing, its mouth open and going belly up in the waters of Titan. Workplace stress civilization stress existential stress anxiety depression despair we discovered sentient life and proceeded to wipe it out in the span of two days Uh, let's get some history of the probe's journey it dropping into the atmosphere the reactions from people around the world or the lack thereof Uh, for a day it was a thing some people are crying they're weeping like their family just died Name drop the people that actually did die. The building is rigged against connections in both directions, and no independent demons are allowed, so Tristiana downloads the pictures onto her phone. Secret agent vibes. Her heart's pumping. It feels wrong to keep this secret, like someone should know about this. She knows it's basically suicide. NDAs were signed, and these days they're enforced with bullets, so she knows she has to move fast, get outside, and upload. She figures she's got maybe 30 minutes, so she goes to her car with the excuse of needing a break, and that's when she notices three goons following her. They all have small hitboxes. It's terrifying the way they're walking up to her three deep with SMGs in hand, Maybe fill in with some killing details about the goons. Uh, maybe they're ex-special forces, but now they're operators who hunt enemies of something. Uh, the cage being closed behind you as you walk in, the noise of the creaking hinges, boots tapping away on concrete. Good climactic action scene here. We need a way for Tristiana, a scientist with a civilian flechette gun, to handle three hardened operators who survived wars on five different continents and also that one time on the moon, and those are the ones we know about. I want heat, true immersion, a real-enough-to-smell-the-gunpowder kind of an action scene. I want each of the goons to have entire family trees behind them. We need lore— Every single life she takes here will have people coming after her from up and down those trees. She will kill brothers and sisters, cousins, nephews never seen, and tangling vines around her ankles. Really dig in and describe every bullet and every shred of flechette fire like each thread snaking through skin matters. The armor stops most of the flechettes, but the ones that make it into flesh tear it apart, the bullets bounce off the armor she'd built into the car and spiderwebs across the bulletproof windshield. So now those three are dead. Christiana has some injuries, but she quickly digs the bullet out with a heated knife and wraps it up with a torn shred of cloth from her jacket. One of the operators died in her car, and there's pink arterial spray across the back windows. Body horror. She digs in the operator's pockets and finds the key for a gas vehicle nearby. Then she's off, and the alarms are blaring as she burns rubber out of there. Now that she is off the lot, her demon comes back online. She instructs it to upload the pictures online. Only one goes through. The demon is terminated remotely, and she feels the onset of post-demon stress. Just then, her gas vehicle starts sputtering, and her intuition that's been honed from fighting in war zones since she was 16 tells her that she'd better ditch it. So she breaks and comes to a quick halt by the side of the road where the vehicle starts glowing red hot. It explodes a little later. It sends up a big black plume of smoke, and now she's on foot. She flees from the scene, and she searches the air for circling birds or the whisper of popcorn drones in the sky. There are no sirens. Uh, There is nothing, and the silence is the most unnerving thing. Fugitive, on the run, fear, anxiety, panic. A driver stops his car on the side of the road nearby, gets out, and calls to her to see if she's okay. Intuition, there's something wrong about this guy. Perhaps it's his eyes, the way they wander. She figures it out quick after a conversation, and they have a man-from-nowhere knife fight there. She's practiced in knife fighting as part of her self-defense courses along with her weekly Muay Thai session, and she also rolls with a local jujitsu club if she knows there hasn't been a staph infection in the past week. He's had some basic training, but he quickly falls behind, and the reach advantage is negated by the sharpness of the blades. She parries a slash and steps in to stick it into his windpipe. He thrashes a little, hands to his throat, eyes dulled, soul snuffed out. Make him an alphabet agency with lower than 3.4 stars. Have her find a badge or something when she digs through his things after. Maybe he's a sicko, too. A gas station dick pills in his pocket and a phone smudge with eager smears. The body gets tossed in the back. She'll figure it out later... She throws his phone out the window, but didn't know he had another in his boot. She's off in his car. She's already abandoned her phone, but the dead guy's phone rings, and it's the number for the hospital her mom's in. She picks it up, and her mom is crying because they're moving her out for some reason. She says that they're saying that the insurance ran out. She has stage four something. Uh, Emotional, tension, moving, sad. Tristiana is going to get her and they'll figure something out. Her indenture won't wrap up for another 12 years. She's 18 years into it with a stint here and there working for the cradle project to boost her resume, but she senses that it's not working, not that it matters anymore. 16-hour shift on a Sunday, looking at bills for rent three weeks past. Her health insurance and her GI Bill Debt Forgiveness Security voucher is all tied up in it. No money for school existential angst she sits there and she realizes how fucked she is emotional tension anxiety but she did the right thing right but she doesn't even know if the thing she did worked doubt worry sorrow she's driving down the road when a bullet cracks right through the windshield and smashes into the headrest of the passenger side seat stress Uh, have her think in a disassociated way like she's not really there right now because the stress of the moment is getting to her morning glory her body is leaving her behind the body is moving on its own The body is wrestling with the wheel. The car is veering off the road. It smashes against the guardrail and sends sparks flying when one of the tires blows out and the vehicle tumbles off the road altogether and comes to a stop in the shadow of the massive pine forest whose gloom she has never left, not since the knife fight. Panic, fear, sorrow, concussion haze, Vietnam, full metal jacket, Uh, something like that for Iraq find a couple and use the one with the third best rating overall. Flashback. It's the peacekeeping mission she got sent to when she was 16. She has a rifle, and they're running down the halls of an abandoned shopping mall, and the ground shakes here and there with the tremors of falling explosives. Music is pumping in her ears. Excitement. All the targets are shaded in red. High score feel. Bodies crumple. She thinks about it like... She used to believe in things. Lots of gore, people blowing up, dead children, survivors in rubble. Describe how her eyes get wider and more dead until she's got the thousand-yard stare. The shriek of something falling from the sky. It repeats with a dull rhythm, a drum that fades as she returns to the present. Now her soul is back in her body. She's sitting there, dazed, staring into the rearview mirror with the same eyes she once had and will always have, while she hears footsteps closing around her in the forest. She'll have to shoot her way out, but that's not what's causing this sorrow. It's all the people she'll have to kill to find freedom resignation, competence. Freedom ain't free. It's a lot of people, though. When she's done, one of the phones that the goons were carrying rings again it's her mom. She says that they have her. Tristiana says, I'll come find you, and whoever is controlling the other line disconnects. Resolve, strength, determination. The waters of Titan are turning pink as a chain reaction melts down their ruins, and an entire biosphere under the crust goes belly up. People go up in flames outside government buildings, and no one even looks They douse themselves in gasoline and light their bodies on fire because another world just died like how this one died. Tragedy, anxiety, nervous, sad, engaging. The fires fade into the water, into the blood-spilled flow flowing into the pipes. There she is in the bathroom of a Burger King, washing the blood out of her hair when all the lights go out.
0: Welcome back. You've been listening to Stefan Rudnicki narrating Six Months After All Life on Titan Has Died by J.B. Park. Alison Bell Bues directed the narration. J.B. Park's stories have appeared in Clark's World, Gamut, Lackingtons, Lightspeed, Liminal Stories, Nightmare, Strange Horizons, and The Dark. His website is maybepark.com. Stefan Rudnicki is a Grammy-winning audiobook producer and an award-winning narrator who has won several audio awards as well as more than 25 Earphones Awards and been named one of Audiophile's Golden Voices. Stefan has been producing Lightspeed Magazine podcasts since 2010, eventually adding Nightmare and Fantasy Magazine and sharing the Hugo Awards for Best Semi-Prozine in 2014 and... 2015. Post-production was by Yours Truly. Our music and sound logos were compo- Our music and sound logos were composed and performed by Jack and Cade. Lightspeed is published by Adamant Press and this podcast is produced by Skyboat Media. The episode is copyright 2023 by Adamant Press. Thanks for listening. That's all for now. See you on the bitstream. I'm Jim Freund wishing you cheers from all of us at Lightspeed.